Hello and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Meyer. And I'm Anjuska. My co-host. We were missionaries for seven years. <laughs> Until we stepped back in 2019 to seek health and re-examine our beliefs. Right now, I'm a Christian, but certainly not an evangelical. And I'm an agnostic. And we are deconstructing. And reconstructing. Together. Listen to some of our key episodes such as Deconstructing Together, Domestic Abuse, I'm a Survivor, the Cult of ATI Part 1 and 2, and Dehumanized by Purity Culture. Join us on our journey as we seek health together. together. So, how's it going? I am doing well. Yesterday was Father's Day. That is very true. I kind of forgot. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go to church. We didn't hear a sermon about fathers. That was different. I kept my 10% tithe. <laughs> <laughs> I still think of my Sundays as my bonus day. Yeah. Like every single week, I get a bonus day. Isn't that the dream? You know, this is not the topic, but it is kind of incredible to think that we give one whole day a week. That's... Minimum. Yeah, minimum. (laughs) Like, that is a lot of time. That's not including small groups and activities and... but, But, like... I know we can think of it as just Sunday mornings, but the reality as parents of young Mm -hmm. kids is start getting stuff ready the day before, make Mm -hmm. sure we have snack, and then packing all the stuff in the morning, making sure all the kids are ready, getting Mm -hmm. to school, Sunday school, church, and then you take home overtired toddlers, and you you try to put them to bed. Well, you have to feed them first, but they're so tired, they don't want to eat, and then they have to go to sleep, and then they oversleep, Mm -hmm. because their nap is too late, and then that night is hard, and like, it it is a known thing that Mondays are hard Mm -hmm. after Sundays (laughs) in the Christian circles. Like, it is with kids. Yeah. So, (laughs) that's a lot. To give. So like still now, it's been over a year since I've gone to church and I'm still like, I get a bonus day a week. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. And I worked very hard on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I didn't rest on the Lord's Day. No. Which the Lord's Day is Saturday, but you know, we're... Well, you know. Kind of confused. <laughs> sundown to sundown. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> follow any of it as much as we used to claim to yeah <laughs> i mean it's just or the and rules like, change and and even the whole like resting on the lord's day thing it does not work like we just said no. as parents you cannot rest you're no. not resting at church with no. kids you're not like it's not a thing and no. if you're really good christians you're very involved yeah. <laughs> in it it i think i think it used to work with very strict borderline abusive discipline yeah kids could not move then the the adults could rest because the kids were terrified (laughs) yeah yeah but which kind of leads to the topic i actually want to talk about which is experiencing father's day as having no contact with my father uh it's been over a year it's been this is the second Father's Day. Second Father's Day. Year and a no half. Father. Yeah. And um, you're low contact yep. with your dad. Um, 
It was interesting. It was different. It is interesting. I mean, I know I have some friends who said they just, they were going off social media for the day mm-hmm. because it's so hurtful to see all the normal families <laughs> celebrating their father and the involvement of their father and mm-hmm. how good it is. And being like, it just screams the lack, the void that we've had, yeah. that we have. Um, and for us... We don't really do much with it. We kind of treat it as just any other day. Mm-hmm. And Mother's Day is the same. Yeah. It, it's a coping mechanism, but mm-hmm. it's not that that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice that we didn't feel any pressure to put this nice message on Facebook or to call yeah. them or you know I had a Facebook memory pop up from eleven years ago. I guess Father's Day was on the same <laughs> day, <laughs> so it's like oh this this like amazing message about amazing dad and it's like yeah i mean even back then you're just putting up the friend yeah (laughs) because it's the christian thing to do (laughs) i don't think i ever did one of those posts for my dad even though you know it's kind of the expectation and stuff like that but but you always called i definitely always called otherwise i would have got I would have been punished afterwards. Well, the following year, they would have told you the day before. Yeah. <laughs> Send me a text. Don't forget to call dad. Yeah. It's like, your mother's day, birthday is tomorrow, so you better not forget. <laughs> They've done that. Yeah. But those messages, I, I I was trying to think of how to put it, and then I just thought, ah, it's, it's not a fight I want to fight. But, like, it's really the minority of people that live in a two-parent non-abusive home you know where all the kids come from the same parents and you know this christian idea of what Mm -hmm. marriage is like that's that's not the majority of people anymore i don't know if it ever was but like either you know people are in other situations they have two moms they have two dads they have the second marriage marriage you know like or living together and like those are those can all be that's those are all valid ways of being human right yeah and to put forth one ideal and or you know you have the perfect picture picture of perfect family but behind the behind the scenes there's all this abuse happening yeah and the only way you can be a healthy human being is to cut those people off and be like you're not having any part of my life because you can't respect me you can't respect my boundaries yeah you can't respect who i am so you know, you're you're pushing forth. And I was just thinking, like, here's a day when millions of people are hearing this message on Sunday morning about, about fathers, fathers. <laughs> and basically about, you know, the the nuclear family and, and this idealized vision of what the nuclear family should be. And it's like, what about everybody that that doesn't fit? Yeah. You know, and they might be like, well, you know, if you don't have a good father, God is your father. And it's like, well, like that, it doesn't, No, it's not good enough, no. <laughs> you know, no. it's still trying to say like, this is the only way that you can be human is to be part of a family like this. And it's like, yeah. it just doesn't fit everybody. It's, yeah. it's, it's sad in a way. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, social media, especially on Instagram and stuff, I had a friend say like she's still going to call her dad because she's not no contact at this point so she still has to do it but she's dreading it and someone else posted like happy uh, father's day to all the moms who 
are doing the father's role mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because those dads that aren't in their kids' lives for whatever reason and there's there, there are couples that's like two females and that's mm-hmm. totally fine but it it kind of highlights like oh we're not normal yeah by having it but yeah I mean beyond that it's just the whole our own experience especially with narcissism yeah yeah and that narcissism like often I think that people mention and think about people that have lost a father oh like you know that's sad that's tragic that gets the roses that to gets, death yeah to death yes yeah you know it's you know that's that's sad you know she's a widow and you're you don't have a father but it seems as though the loss of being raised by a narcissist an abuser a cruel person that's so much more of a loss and there's no category for that when you've lost a parent but they're still alive that is very hard yeah and like, I mean, I feel really, I feel, well, this Father's Day, I really noticed as I was working and there was a song that I was listening to and it was uh, Taylor Swift. Don't tell anybody that I listen to Taylor Swift. People will judge me hard. So why are you saying it on the podcast? <laughs> <I'm> just joking. <laughs> Anyways, I was listening to Taylor Swift and um, she had this song, I Forgot That You Existed. And uh, it was just like kind of going through the the verses were kind of like you know it was so hard and I was like thinking about you all all the time you were taking up free real estate in my mind and this stuff and then she's like and then something happened and I forgot that you existed (laughs) (laughs) and it was kind of like yeah that's that's kind of true like I kind of live my life as though my parents don't really exist yeah you know but that wasn't my reality for a long time oh no and like this time last year they were absolutely taking up real estate in my mind oh, yeah. all the time. And that's because narcissists do that. They get in, into your head. They get under your skin. It's all these mind games. It's all this, like it's continually like messing with you. And like that that's hard when you're working under a boss that's a narcissist. But when you have parents that are narcissists, like they just leave marks in you. Like your whole life, you're trying to unravel this this weird puzzle of of how to be a normal human being, and I definitely can think that that I do think that that just can be a really hard thing for for experiencing Father's Day. Yeah, it is a very hard thing for a lot of people. I mean, as kids, we wanted to please our fathers, mm-hmm. and there was no way. There was no way. There was no way. It's like I tried everything. I gave up everything to satisfy you and it never worked. Mm -hmm. You know, there was just, there was no way, no way ever to satisfy them or make them proud of us for no reason. They would Mm -hmm. be proud of things we did that looked good on them. Right. But not be proud of us just for who we are. Yeah. That's the thing. They, They wouldn't they wouldn't celebrate you. They would celebrate in hindsight. You realize they were celebrating themselves. They were celebrating the moments when you made them look good. Yeah. So then you would be like, okay, well I'll do that again. But what if the next time that didn't make them look good? Mm -hmm. Then Then you were, then you were, or if they changed their mind or if the expectations change for reasons outside of your control. Now all of a sudden you're doing something that doesn't make them look good and you're punished for it. Yeah. And it's this topsy turvy world. That's so hard for a child. 
Yeah. I know for myself, I mean, I said we didn't really do anything for Father's Day, but like I did have chat quite a bit with a sister about mm-hmm. some of our memories with involving our father. And that's rough, you know, it's, we ended up turning to humor mm-hmm. and that's a great way to handle some of these hard moments, but it's like finding some really funny memes about Father's Day that fit. <laughs> yeah. I think I probably should say them on here just in case, but <laughs> it's like, I finally found a card that says how much he did for me. It's a blank page. <laughs> it's like, I wish it was bad Father's Day. Then I could say, you're the best. <laughs> bunch of ones like that and it just lightens up the mood you know yeah. it keeps you less depressed yeah. <laughs> or like, but it's definitely freeing to move past it move past our childhoods mm-hmm. and even though we still grieve it yeah and still process it we can live our own life now we've given enough to our narcissist parents mm-hmm. now it's our time it's yeah. our life yeah. And that's what no contact is. Yeah. Or low contact. It's just taking control of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that that was kind of the theme of this Father's Day for me. It just kind of, I was triggered a little bit to think about fathers and that song, I guess, you know, the fact that it was Father's Day, I guess, kind of connected with that song. Um, and other posts, things people were posting. It's, I mean, everybody's talking about fathers, but. I wasn't triggered in a bad way. It was like, there's that person over there. And I really feel like there's a nice separation where it's like, he's not in my head anymore. Yeah. It's just observing it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, observing it from a third person. That's a good way of saying it without feeling it. Yeah. In me. That being said, it was interesting because I, I think it was that day that I kind of realized, oh, there is more work I need to do in myself because we had a conversation about, you know, I, I did something wrong, bought something, didn't read the description. You were like, well, why'd you do that? And I was like, well, I don't know. And I you, messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then I had this huge reaction. I was like, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I messed up. Just like, let's just drop it. And you were like, well, I was just asking, like, you just want to know. And then I, you know, I kind of felt bad afterwards and I thought about it and I realized, well, that's what my dad used to do is when we would do something wrong especially if it was something stupid because he took a lot of pride in his intelligence so if one of his kids did something that he thought was stupid then he would stand us there or or catch us where we were and say like hey why'd you do that and you know your kids you you drop things you do things without thinking and but he'd be like why tell me why and it's like well i don't know i don't know like (laughs) you know why didn't you you know, take your shoes off when you came in the house or, or why didn't you think of doing it that way? It's well, I don't know. I just, I, I, I have no answer for this question, you know, <laughs> but it'd be like, no, like, tell me why, that was tell me why, enough. tell yeah. me why. And, and just be standing there sweating, like trying to think of like, I don't, there's nothing, there's no way out of this other than finally stuttering out. Like, I don't know. It was just a stupid thing. And then he'd be like, you're right. It was stupid. Don't do such stupid things. You know, and just really, be hurtful that way and and character defining you know and i realized like even this is something i still work on like when i lose something which i lose things far too often i'm kind of 
a little bit absent-minded. I have other strengths. But um, I realize sometimes when I lose something, what I'm trying, and I'm desperately trying to find it, what I'm trying to prove to myself is that I didn't lose it in a stupid location. Right. Like if I find it and it's like, oh, that was a logical place to leave it though. It's like I can breathe. But if I lose it and I'm like, oh, why did I put it there? That was stupid. Then I feel that pressure of like, it's like this character judgment of like, I'm stupid, you know? And there's like, there's these little marks that are still left that I'm still dealing with that I'll deal with for the rest of my life. Yeah. I I heard it really well put recently. It was on the, the biography or the bio of someone's Instagram. And it was like, she's, she was introducing herself. And then she said that she's living with CPTSD, complex mm. PTSD. And I was just like, mind blown and mm-hmm. I messaged her and I was like you just changed my world <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> because I was like I think of a child like childhood trauma is often dysfunctional childhood is often complex PTSD mm-hmm. and um, I think of it as something that has to be fixed that yeah. I have to have therapy and work through so it's gone and all mm-hmm. better but to realize that Yes, you do those things, and yes, the feelings will lessen, but it's something that you will be living with, mm-hmm. CPTSD, all your life. Yeah. So, like, even now you're talking, it's like, oh, I realize I need to work more on myself. Mm, maybe, maybe you can lessen those triggers, but you're always going to have these yeah. little weaknesses. They're not weaknesses. I didn't even say that right, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like not in a negative way, yeah. weaknesses, but because these are sore spots from childhood and mm-hmm. these are painful spots. Yeah. These are spots that were, that were abused or that were, um, treated badly. No yeah. love was shown in those areas. Mm-hmm. And so those are always going to be sensitive spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to realize that like, wow, Wow. Okay. So all these triggers, I can work on them and they will lessen over time and I can learn to cope through them, but they're always going to be there to a certain extent. Yeah. But just like yesterday, you could kind of look back, look at Father's Day stuff and, and yes, it's on your mind and yes, you have to think about it, but you're more detached from it. I think that's where we make progress towards that. Yeah. But just that whole idea of like we are living with PTSD, CPTSD, mm-hmm. um, is really interesting. Yeah. And we had a conversation after that or a little text. I said, like, I think this is why and like it had nothing to do with you. And and you said to me, oh, I'll be aware of that and I'll be more cautious or I'll be more careful around that. And I said back, like, you don't have to be more careful. I'm going to be more conscious of it. And I think that was kind of a nice like we both need a compromise. Like it's not for me to say like, here's all my issues now tiptoe around me. Right. No. Cause that's like what <laughs> evangelicalism tells women to do. That's what your family did. Yeah. Right. It's like, I need to be aware of my issues. And when I feel that anxiety or fear or whatever it is building, it's like, okay, the, the problem's not in the room. The problem's in my past, you know? Um, but it is nice when people understand that as well. And that does remind me, one of the terms I've really appreciated is post-traumatic healing and this concept that like, you'll never have your innocence back. You'll never, it'll never be as though we were raised in a wonderful 
supportive, loving environment. But we can heal and we can become wounded healers and we can become people that, um, you know, we have a special gift to give because we've been wounded in certain ways. It doesn't, you know, I don't want to get all evangelical and be like, God's going to use you, you know, whatever. It's like, it's not as, you can't compare it to what you lost. Yeah. But there is something there that's beautiful. And, and if there isn't, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe I'm just, what I'm trying to say, and, and I'm trying to be careful not to say the wrong thing here, but what I'm trying to say is that um, you can, we can heal, we can get to a place of healing, but that's not an end result where it's like everything's fixed. Yeah. It's like we can get to a place where it's like we're in a place of peace and we're working on ourselves and um, we're healing forwards, I guess, seeking health. Yeah. So yeah it's interesting to talk about Father's Day and triggers and just observing it from a distance a year after, a year and a half after really our relationships with both of our families kind of crashing in mm-hmm. um, and falling apart. <laughs> and because it, it really was like late 2019, mm-hmm. so a year and a half. And even seeing that the intensity from last year is much less now. Yeah. And things do get better. And a lot of people have told me recently, you know, you guys are still just a year in. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, <clears throat> it, our life still felt like a mass a year in, you know, like mm-hmm. it, and that's kind of encouraging from people down the road of similar journeys as us, just that like life feels overwhelming sometimes, but it's normal mm-hmm. and it's already better, yeah. way, 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 way better yeah. than it was. So it's just hopeful and it's just good, good um, observation. Yeah. So yeah, that's good to record it. Thanks for joining us. Have a good day.